This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. We've got the results of a fascinating international study of burglars that reveals how thieves find vulnerable homes, where they go once they're inside, and which items they often steal. Burglars have this unique set of skills that we don't have. A burglar knows that if he gets in the front or the back door just for a couple of minutes, he can grab a lot of valuable items. Then, there's power in a diverse workforce. Yet many companies don't go the extra mile toward inclusivity. We'll hear from a business expert. You need to have a bunch of different ways of trying to get at a solution to a problem. If you don't have that diversity of approaches, then you end up coming at it from the same angle every time. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. The knowledge and skills of experienced home burglars is surprising. It's information that you can use to help protect your home from thieves. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Imagine knowing just how a burglar might go about breaking into your house and stealing your stuff. In a unique new study, 56 experienced burglars tell their secrets, and researchers compare their approaches to what 50 other criminals and 55 non-criminals would steal. It all shows just how those experienced burglars are quick and efficient. Joining us now is Dr. Claire Nee from the University of Portsmouth, who led an international team researching this. Dr. Bottom Line, what are your two pieces of advice on protecting your home from burglars? I think the two things you need to focus on are visibility, that's visibility of the burglar, and occupancy of your home, i.e. making sure that your home looks like somebody's in. One of the things that's uppermost in the burglar's mind when he's scouting around your neighbourhood to see which properties might be the best to get into are how easy it is going to be for him. So he really, really doesn't want to be seen. And if you have any kind of rear access to your property, that makes you much, much more vulnerable. So really focus on the entry points that a burglar would use. Windows, doors, fire escapes, ladders, those sorts of things. And make sure that particularly at night, somebody around those areas is going to be seen. So use things like sensor lights to make sure they light up. Make sure there's not too much cover around those entry points because the burglars love that. They can hide, you know, in bushes or trees or behind sheds so that they can just really make a big appraisal of your house or property without anybody seeing them. And then secondly, as I said, one thing we really know, and it's become stronger and stronger over the years, is that the burglar doesn't want to meet you because that way it becomes a much, much more serious crime. So the best way to deter him is for him to think that there's somebody in. The burglar won't necessarily know which house he's going to burgle when he sets out to do the burglaries that day or evening. So if your house looks like there's someone in, if you have lights coming off and on at different times and people going in and out perhaps to check the premises if you're away, that's a really, really good thing to do. 
Now, we talked about the comparison between the experienced burglars and the less experienced ones who you report might try to make off with a big item like a TV set. But what did the experienced burglars prefer and where in the house? What was really nice about using this virtual reality method where we actually watched the burglars undertake a virtual burglary was we could see that they were just much faster and more efficient at navigating very quickly to the high value areas of your home. And that's usually around your bedrooms. And if you have a study type area, they will go straight upstairs and work downward. They're looking for small, very expensive items jewellery, cash, anything portable that's of value like tablets and iPhones and small valuable cameras, those kinds of things. They won't go for big items. It was actually the non-burglars and the other prisoners who weren't burglars at all, who were very, very unrealistic in what they thought they could get away with. And it kind of demonstrated that burglars have this unique set of skills that we don't have because we don't do a lot of burglaries. So be very careful about where you leave things. You know, we're all really bad at dropping our briefcases and our handbags, etc., near the front door. And a burglar knows that if he gets in the front or the back door just for a couple of minutes, he can probably grab a lot of valuable items. And you also indicated that burglars seem to have this second nature about how long they can stay in a house before the police might show up. How long is the typical burglary? Well, most burglaries will only take less than 10 minutes. Like anybody who's done something many times, they become quite expert at it. And of course, I'm always astonished at how unskilled people who don't do burglaries are. But of course, it's not that surprising. We do leave opportunities absolutely everywhere because we want to go about our daily business in a particular way. And often even things like alarms going off and that kind of thing, the burglar will know that they can get away before anybody will attend the scene. So those kinds of things you shouldn't just rely on, for instance, an alarm. We're visiting with Dr. Claire Nee from the University of Portsmouth on a new study that provides important insights on how we can protect ourselves against burglary. We were just talking about the experienced burglars not taking big items, but what if we're burgled by some kid or some beginner? Shouldn't we try to keep these kinds of items so that they're not really visible from outside, let's say through a window? Oh, absolutely, yes. And that's, again, one of the things that we don't think about generally as householders. So don't advertise your property in any way. One really obvious thing that people do quite a lot is if they've had, you know, a delivery of a brand new computer or whatever, they might have boxes out the front to take away by the recycling people. It's just an advertisement that, you know, new good items have been delivered to the house, laptops, small things that the burglar can get away with. And it's really worthwhile if you're going away for a few days just to do a little sweep of your most precious, valuable items and just put them somewhere that the burglar isn't expecting. Don't leave all your jewellery over, you know, a table in your bedroom, for instance. Hide it away just for the few days that you're going to be away. The number one thing if the burglar has got into your house is to make it as difficult for him as possible. He'll be expecting to find things in all the usual places that he looks, and he's very good at searching and getting around very quickly. So anything that makes the burglar harder, makes it noisier, etc., is a good thing. 
Did the burglars try to outsmart homeowners by, say, looking in the freezer for items that, as you just suggested, might be stored in an unusual place? They didn't. They were very, very routine and habitual. They know where things are because that's where we tend to leave them. It would be great if people stored things in places like bathrooms or in cubby holes where they don't look or the attic or whatever that's more difficult to get into and will make the burglary longer. Uppermost in the burglar's mind is he wants to get in and out with maximum gain and minimum risk and anything that will cause him anxiety 90% when we ask them did you ever abandon a burglary and they said yes if something just doesn't feel right and that's usually to do with either just not being able to find stuff quickly enough or a sense that someone is returning. Some experts suggest landscaping for home security, if we're talking about making it uncomfortable for them. That means installing certain beautiful plants, but have some serious thorns as well. Might these thorns also deter the burglars? Without a doubt. I mean, you do obviously have to be careful if you've got young children around or even yourself. But I'm all for creating an environment that's good for you, but is also a big deterrent to the burglar. And I think we don't want to change our lives dramatically because we want to stop crime happening. You know, we want to go about our lives in a nice, convenient way. But there are many, many small things we can do just to reduce the opportunities for an intruder. Let's talk about the opportunities. We often think of crime happening at night, but did your participants, the experienced burglars in particular, say that they often burglarize a house during the day? I think current statistics are about two-thirds tend to be at night and about a third in the day because, of course, there are many cues they can pick up in the environment that people are away in the daytime as well. So if you're always on the school run at a particular time, and a burglar is kind of just watching for a few days to see people's movements coming and going. If a car has disappeared from the drive, those sorts of things. If a dog that normally barks is suddenly not there, that's a really big cue. But obviously at night time, it's a little bit easier for them because they have the cover of darkness and that's why sensor lighting and that kind of thing can be very helpful. Dr. Claire Nee, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your valuable information. It's a pleasure. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, a diverse workforce can build a better business. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 